remember still. If one of those men is so ferocious, yeah, 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 don't worry yeah. about it. The disciples are now well aware of the fact that my Kung Fu is unbeatable. Brother, we trapped Shaolin Hero. You must take command. Don't resist. We used to cook the product in the pot, add soda, turn the product in the rock. It's in my DNA. You see, get started with my pops in this heyday. He probably put your father. Welcome to episode 85 of the Average Joe's MMA show. Jeff Shanahan and Ryan Dempsey. Hey, we're back. We did it. It took we, a lot, of, uh, a lot of trouble tonight to get this thing going, but we finally did it. Yeah, we 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 did it, man. We actually did it. Here we are, episode 85. I'd like, Ocho th- Cinco. <laughs> I'd like to thank absolutely fucking nobody. <laughs> That's a lie. I'd like to thank a lot of people, but we'll get into that tomorrow. Ryan. Oh, yeah. Hi, buddy. How's it going? It's good. It's good to see your face. Yeah, well, I, I'm I'm going with the Shanahan, as you can see, the shaved head. Not completely yeah, not completely hair. down, but you, but you took her down. Look at you! You're coming in nicely. Uh, uh, you know, you know what's going to really help that head a lot here this coming winter? A nice warm toque. There we, yeah, there we go. <laughs> 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 yeah. So we uh, we almost we had some problems. We we're trying to get going today because you were having an issue with your Skype. Um, <laughs> sons of bitches. <laughs> sons of bitches. We we didn't get to record last week, and I kind of touched on it a little bit with with Raphael, but uh, we can definitely dig into it here and now. So we were supposed to record last Tuesday for our breakdown of UFC 216. Well, um, I didn't get to watch the fight live because I had a show that evening. So I bought the fucking pay-per-view. I bought the pay-per-view. I gave Sony... Entertainment, $50 of my money. God knows I don't have a fuckload of money to just be wiping my ass with 50 bucks, right? So I bought the pay-per-view thinking, hey, it'll be there. I can I can watch it later. It'll be in my, my videos. Uh, we didn't. We, we were going to record on Tuesday. I pushed it till Wednesday because, oh, no, we, we talked about it. I was like, dude, I need one more day. I didn't get to watch the card yet. I had shit going on. That's right. I finished the prelims Tuesday night. I got home from work, started to go watch it. I rewatched the Tom Dukenwa and Cody Stammen fight because I was kind of falling asleep. And I go turn my PlayStation on. I'm like, all right, time to watch this pay-per-view. Nope. I can't find the fight anywhere. Does not exist. Doesn't exist. Like I searched the store, to, I was I was even gonna rebuy it. I was like, "Oh fuck it, whatever." Here we go. I can't afford right. to shit fifty dollars. Might as well shit a hundred, right? Nope. I argued with Sony for a while. We went through a bunch of bullshit steps to try to fucking whatever. And then the guy's like, "Oh yeah, I can't do anything for you. Um, there's no refund." <laughs> Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Basically, is what he told me. I'm going to light my joint. So I was pissed. Quite furious on Wednesday evening. (coughs) So much so (coughs) that I said to Ryan, I can't record tonight because I am in a shit mood. And I don't even want to talk about these fights because I'm so pissed off. 
So we had decided, we were like, all right, fuck it. We'll just do, you know, a new store, a new show on, uh, on Thursday. Talk about what happened and whatever. Right. And, and then, then it's the Wednesday, Thursday style. Yep. And then we couldn't do it on Thursday. You, you know, you had, uh, some things come up, so we didn't get to yeah, record. Like, not, not, not come up, but stay up. Stay up. Carla yeah. Just, Carla, Carla decided that, Hey, I'm three years old. I can stay up till one thirty. <laughs> laying in bed trying to put her to sleep, you know, rubbing her belly, singing her songs, telling her stories. And every time I look at her, she like, her eyes are closed. I try to sneak out of the bed and tricked you. I was like, no. Uh, <laughs> like, no. Like, I'm is... like, there's going to be a pillow going over your face soon, kid. Like, I, I got to work. Like, I got things I got. Like, I'm like, whatever. If I can't record, whatever, just do like a seven hour show on Thursday, whatever. Like, we can make things happen. But it was just, and then of course, Thursday was just, no, like no sleep, up all day, go, go, go. Yeah. And I was just like, I, like, I can't talk. And then of course, like, I mean, we were talking about it because I usually do Thursday as early as we can because I work really early on Fridays. So Thursday, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, mm-hmm. let's just cancel the week. And then, like, seven thirty, eight o'clock rolls around, and it was like I had like fifteen Red Bulls. Like, I just couldn't sleep. I'm like, for like, I was getting ready just to hang myself. I'm like, I'm done. I can't. I can't deal with this. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I got to work in the morning. And now I have energy. I'm like, I was so miserable. Dude. Just completely I... unimpressed with the, with the couple of days there. I can, I understand. So we didn't, so we didn't get a chance to, um, to record, you know, we couldn't link up. We were going to try Saturday. I couldn't because I had a bunch of stuff going on and getting ready for a live podcast for Biffy Stiffy and Cribbly and all this other bullshit. So, um, we didn't get to record this week, which was last week, which was a bummer. Um, which I mean, whatever means I just didn't get to rant about everything I love to rant about. So, but hey, it's a new week. We're back, and we're at episode we're eighty-five back. tonight. Ocho Cinco, baby! <laughs> you are an asshole. <laughs> you are an asshole. Everything they say nice about. Freaking Canadians, you destroy. And speaking about Canadians, uh, Bo Biffy, I want to uh, just uh, take a second here, just uh, crack that one open there. Yeah. This one's, this one's for you, Leahy. So this is smokes for Leahy. Oh, God, dude. That was just like I told you yesterday when you messaged me after I'd already, you know, I already knew about it, but I told you it was the fucking shit cherry on the top of my shit Sunday that was my Monday yeah. yesterday. Oh, I was, I'm sitting, uh, sitting around with the wife and quickly grab my phone, just check out Facebook. And I saw she was Raphael had, uh, had posted something I like, I can't be right. So I check it out and you know, like the major, uh, Canadian news stations. Yeah. John Dunsworth dead 71. I was like, no, Oh, can't be. I look like, and Carrie goes, what's wrong? I'm like, fucking Leahy died. Leahy. She goes, oh. And she, I'm like, oh. I'm like, when, when Patrick Swayze died, I at least pretended to give a crap. You could pretend to give a shit about Leahy. Right. Like, like it's okay. Like, you can cry about Leahy di- or about Patrick Swayze, but God, I'd, I'd show a little emotion about Leahy. You know? The, the the shit storms, the shit winds, the shit tornadoes, the, the shit all, canes, all the eye of the shit cane, Randy. Uh, 
We'll miss you. But I'm a, we'll miss you. Uh, he's up there watching us all. That's the right. Shit hawks. The shit, shit hawks. And the shit wins, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you haven't watched Trail Park Boys, listeners, go watch Trail Park Boys. Yeah. Yeah, do it. Do it. It is highly recommended by the Average Joe's MMA show. Uh, let's see what else. A little bit in business before we go. Uh, happy birthday once again uh, yesterday to friend of the show, our buddy Rafael Chides from the Folio yes. Podcast. My stoned ass. Like he, we talked about it, and I'm listening back to it, and he even mentioned when I asked him how old he was, I'll be 29 tomorrow. But I was so fucking high and hungover. Man, I was hungover. Um, that uh, I forgot to wish Raphael happy birthday when he was on for Sunday session number two, or technically number three episode, but number two with Raph. It was a good time, man. I love love talking to Raphael. He cracks me the fuck up. Yeah, like I, I was telling you there before uh, before we record there, like I love listening to you guys talk. We guys have like a really good flow. Uh, I was actually, it was funny, I was uh, getting ready to download it there Sunday, or I was downloaded Sunday morning when you dropped it. By the time I was starting to listen to it, I was thinking, like, how come Jeff has never played Afro Man? <laughs> I swear to God, I was thinking, like, like, this is like the perfect kind of show for him to do where he can drop Afro Man as his intro. And then all of a sudden, all I hear is, I'm like, oh, that's too fucking creepy that I'm thinking <laughs> that. And then that's what I hear. What? I had tried to think of, like... <laughs> I did different weed songs for the first two. So, like, the, the first one I did with Raphael, I played my uh, my favorite Cottonmouth King song. <coughs> and then with Zach, it was, like, the first weed song I really remember hearing, which was the Looney's I Got Five on it. And then I was trying to think of another one because we were supposed to have two people on Sunday. But that didn't end up happening. So I was, like, looking up weed songs and shit. And, of course, Afro Man. And I was like, why the fuck have I never thought about this? Yeah. <laughs> like what in the fuck? You're well. I was trying to think more obscure, just different, different songs that had different meanings to me. I mean, that one is just like was way too easy, and then it just was the perfect idea. So, you know what you have to do when you uh, when you quit smoking weed and you do the final uh, Sunday session show, right? When is that happening? You don't you well, put that? Don't you put the I'm fucking Dempsey, Dempsey death touch on me, sir? <laughs> I'm just saying, when when you decide that you know what you're done, you got to do Last Dance with Mary Jane, and you got to have like an epic Sunday session, bring on like fifty five thousand people, just talk to everyone for like, like do like a seven hour podcast. <laughs> oh, you mean Football Sunday, where I just sit around and fucking watch football all day and get high? You mean like that? That's <laughs> what I do every. Record. That's every Sunday, my friend. <laughs> watching fucking fan, watching Red Zone, screaming about fantasy football and getting high. The joy, I wish I had the joys of fucking being a single man with no kids. Hey, I spent Sunday being a single man with no kids. That's because you, you. That's because you were home alone. I'm. Hey, I'm a single I got man. It. And actually, as I will once again show Jeff, I actually wasn't home alone because this little monster right here. That's right. Newest member of the average Joe's this is, you know, weekend. <laughs> the new mascot. New mascot. Kobe <laughs> Bean Dempsey. What what's the middle name? Bean. Bean as in like green bean or Dean? Like like in green bean. Okay. Like uh like I just uh because you know Mike Wilbon, 
whenever he talks about Kobe Bryant, he would always call him Kobe Bean because his dad's nickname was Jelly Bean. Okay. So whenever I say Kobe in general, I always just say Kobe Bean. That and is, so that's that is news to me, sir. Yeah, so it's just that would just end up uh, calling him Kobe Bean. Me and Kobe don't have a great relationship. Yeah, he broke. Know, he, he only got the he broke. He only up. got the name Kobe because uh, of because uh, his original name was Colby. No, I remember I we talked. We talked about this. Yeah. I know why. Yeah, I don't have anything against the name Colby, but it's just for me, it's just not a dog's name, and I wanted something that I could like gel with better and. And, and you Kobe like, came up. And you like Kobe Bryant. It's fine. I think Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I got nothing against him. Kobe Kobe broke up the greatest tandem ever. So, and and had my favorite player of all time shipped out. So, that been... so me and Kobe got beef. Hey, we got, Kobe beef. We got beef. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unintentional pun. Boom, boom, shh. But take them when you get them, right? Yeah, yeah take it any way I can get. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my beef with Kobe. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a Shaq fan. That was my favorite player. Of yeah, all time. I, love, I love, I love Shaq. I, I still love going back and watching those early 2000. Was it even like 99? Maybe yeah. Lakers when they really started coming together. Mm-hmm. Well, that uh, Laker team, yeah. that those Laker teams were phenomenal. They were yeah. absolutely they incredible. Were, I mean, really, the only thing that stopped them besides, I mean, the beef between those two is the Pistons. If they had beaten the Pistons in that series, or if it went, like, seven games, it wasn't, like, as embarrassing as a series loss as it was for the Lakers. Right. It would. I think they would have been able to keep on going at least a couple more years. But I don't know. Shit was already pretty tense between at that point between Kobe and Shaq. <laughs> like, it, the tension has got, had gotten real bad. Yeah. And I mean Shaq ended up going and getting another <coughs> getting another championship in Miami, so Yeah. Yeah, Kobe and Kobe got his too. Yeah, he did he, he did his thing. He did. With with Pow what they had to do. With Pow. How? Pow. The bird. The dude looked like a fucking prehistoric bird. Was it not the oh yeah Lamar Odom Andrew Bynum? Oh God, Lamar Odom, Lamar Odom, what a mess! Or the uh, the Kardashians got their claws in him and ripped his soul out. Yeah, it happens to every man the Kardashians get a hold of. Kanye oh. lost his fucking mind as soon as he got hooked up with Kim. I mean, well, he's I already say, crazy. Uh, the, Joe, the Joe Rogan, uh, Joe Rogan's last Netflix special, and he was talking about the exact same thing and. He was talking about Bruce Jenner. They took the, one of America's greatest athletes, and they literally turned him into a woman. Oh. <laughs> that skit, I fucking died. I can't wait to see Rogan. Oh, I got my fucking UFC tickets, Ryan. Yeah, how excited are you? Dude, so excited. So fucking excited. We got some really good seats, man. Like, from... yeah, since rap, you're like right near like the, the tunnel? Yeah, we're right off the tunnel. Like, right off the tunnel. I don't know how many seats from the end, you know, we are in or whatever, but yeah. Would you be willing to make um, one of those like late nineties raw or nitro signs that says average Joe's and like hold it up every time there's a guy walking out? Maybe. <laughs> to be our claim to fame. <laughs> average maybe. Joe's podcast. We thousands and thousands of people get us some listeners. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. 
You gotta, gotta haul that thing around Detroit. Yeah, that's true, eh? You gotta bring it in an Uber because we're gonna take a fucking Uber. Oh, just just give one of your buddies like twenty bucks to do it. I'm bringing Tony and my cousin. Hey, go Tony, twenty bucks. There you go, carry the sign around. They tell me to get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> he will tell me to get fucked. I hope Tony does make it tomorrow. I'm excited. I haven't uh, said to talk to him again. Yeah, he's supposed to. He uh, he he was here earlier tonight. And said he'd be by. So, yeah, tomorrow, man. Tomorrow night is uh, we'll be celebrating our two year show anniversary. Um, technically mm-hmm. Thursday, and actually, actually, the actual date is Sunday. But you know, whatever. <laughs> or Saturday, Sunday or Saturday, one of the two. It's twenty second. Um, but so tomorrow we're going to record our two year anniversary. Tony's going to be back on with us. Uh, we're going to call a few special guests and no, none of them are one of the original co-hosts. So we're not going to hear from effort. No, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, I, I, no, no, I'm not calling ever. <laughs> no. I'm good. We can talk to him about boss rooting. Oh my god You're just bringing up pain You're just bringing up painful memories Man I had to start somewhere It's like that Drake song you fucking... I was about to say started from the bottom Now we're here Yeah you fucking Drake You goddamn Canadians You love Drake Started from the bottom Now we're here But We're gonna have some friends Some uh, Couple guys I haven't been on the show in a while But have been Uh been pretty important to the show so i'm excited i'm excited to to talk about where we've come in the last two years and just whatever shoot the shit we don't have an agenda tomorrow tomorrow is a fucking free-for-all yeah that's that's what's nice like we do, do a little bit of news and a breakdown tonight and then just tomorrow just have at it just whatever yeah. out comes out it's a free-for-all baby i like free-for-alls that's how sunday sessions work they seem to go pretty good. Yeah, it's, it, well, it's even like our um, what was it um, the podcast about nothing? Yeah, the not a podcast podcast, which is yeah, that's basically yeah. when we when we were doing those there. Like that's basically it was just whatever came up came up, and that was it. Yeah, tomorrow will be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. You didn't yeah. get to watch two sixteen either, did you? <clears throat> I saw <clears throat> a majority of the Mighty Mouse fight. And I saw the uh, the Kevin Lee fight, but that was about it. Like I just made, I had Thanksgiving weekend going on, so I had a lot right. happening there. And then, and then, um, yeah, like I missed the fights the Saturday night because I had to work the Sunday. And then, uh, then it was after that, it was just get home from work and just go, go, go. And by the time I realized that I hadn't seen a lot of the fights, I just tried to find as much as I could. And then everything, as we know, I, I would have seen more if we were going to record but just the way that everything kind of fell i just started, like i just gave up and just hung with the kids for a little bit i had every intention of watching it every oh, yeah. no i, I mean like, if they get one like, if you had found if you had seen them i would have found them or found enough of them to, to do the show at least and yeah, you know, just the way that everything fell into place just wasn't meant to be i wasn't i wasn't meant to see the hometown kid get the interim title yeah. How's how's uh, Muskegon Zone doing? How's, Muske- how's Muskegon these days? 
man. Is to- did Tony get the key to the city yet? Not yet, but I'm sure it's coming. <laughs> no, but, you know, there's plenty of people that he call, you know, he's the world champ. The world champ. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's the world champ, and Connor's running from him. So says the people of Muskegon, Michigan. So saith the world. Anyone who actually thinks that Tony would not get knocked out by, by Conor McGregor. It, like, all, it would all depend on how long the fight so went. Many, Tony ate so many shots mm-hmm. against so many guys. Not not even just Kevin Lee. No, he's eating shots and he's eating a lot of shots. Of, uh, Venado came off the couch and almost knocked him out. Yeah, uh, RDA had a good first round against him before Tony opened up more. Connor is like Connor, not just knocks people out. Yeah. Aldo, Mendez, um, uh, Eddie Alvarez, like uh, he I mean, knocked, knocked down Nate Diaz three times. Had him really hurt in, uh, in that first fight in the first round. Diaz's chin's the only reason why Diaz didn't win the first fight. Really, I mean, anyone who thinks that Connor is going to get whooped the way that they're talking, I have no idea. Like, I'm Eddie Bravo. Like, came out and was like, oh, yeah, I, Conor McGregor's going to be taken down and submitted, no problem. Yeah. Got to get inside. And what happens when you try to get inside with Conor? The left hand comes out and you go to sleep. Like, that's what happens. Like, Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm just trying to stay out of the conversations because I don't have the energy. Just don't. I would love to see uh, Tony going for like a takedown or something and Conor just throws a random Capoeira-style kick and just sends his teeth into the fifth row. I would, I would laugh a lot and celebrate in the streets. They gotta fight eventually, man. They gotta unify the belts. Gots to unify the belts. So I don't know. I think I saw you commented. I didn't have a chance to read, but there's the Polly Malinaji said that they're in discussions with Connor's camp. Is I no, he said they're in discussion with Dana White about oh, okay. trying to get this fight. Yeah, Paul. Um, Fuck Paul, just, just Paul, well, Paul, uh, is it Paul, not Paul Heyman, um, what's the fucking Heyman from, um, boxing, Al Heyman. Oh, sorry, yeah. According, yeah, you're supposed to be on that shit, come on, come on. You said Paul, then that's the thing, and Paul Heyman, I think I was doing the same track as you were. But then I said from boxing, that's, that's yeah, I know, but I was still stuck on Paul Heyman, I could only see his little chubby face. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> You have one job, sir. <laughs> That's not true. You have many jobs. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he was talking about Al Heyman being involved and putting together something to make the fight happen. I don't fucking know. Paul, Paulie is that. It, it, I put up that gif of uh, the chick from Wayne's World, and that's just what Paulie reminds me of, is that, oh, that yeah. girlfriend that doesn't fucking get it. Just doesn't quit. Yeah. Yeah, I know that life all too well. Polly. We'll talk yeah. later. Um, yeah, I uh, just give it up, Polly. Just go, go away. You just want money and you want to be relevant. Go away. You're on TV. Just, just enjoy your TV gig. Like, fuck, you're not gonna get any brain trauma. You get to talk a little bit, even if like, what you say is smart or stupid. Who cares? It's like. <laughs> He Let's just think. he wants his pride back because he got knocked out in training. 
Because Connor goes and fights Malinaji, then all of a sudden you're looking at Tony being bumped up to undisputed champion, and you're going to have, have and you have the featherweight and the lightweight champion both awarded the belt without beating the champion. Yep. And then you also have light heavyweight champion in the exact same position. <laughs> so you have three divisions where a champion was crowned by not beating the champion. That's like, the story of Daniel Cormier's career. Yeah, like, is this the story? Is this where the route UFC wants to go down in 2018? Have all your champions just go to something else or get in trouble and you just start handing belts out? Like, it's, not, it, even, not even handing out from belts. Now you're handing out world undisputed championship belts. It's the difference between the Zufa era and the IMG WME era, man. Yeah. It's all about the bling. <sighs> this is What's that gold. They need to bring the Fertitta brothers back in. Yeah, even in some capacity. Some kind of capacity. But let's get into this coming card, or this card we got coming up this weekend, man. Uh, I I can't even pronounce this goddamn fucking city in Poland. I want to say it's uh, Gansk. 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 Yeah, something like that. From Poland. I was, ta- I was talking to a... To the Polish uh, guy that I know that was helping me with uh, Kovalkiewicz and uh, and Jacek, how he was helping to pronounce their names, and he was telling me this one, and I just couldn't catch on to his accent on this one for some reason. We'll just say the UFC is returning to Poland. <laughs> you go, yeah! UFC <laughs> Poland, two, <laughs> or three, I don't know. Before. So this is going to be a fight pass card this Saturday. Uh, starting at three o'clock for the main card, eleven thirty a.m. for the prelims. <coughs> the main event is going to be Cowboy Cerrone taking on Darren Till. I really, really like this fight. I yeah, like I'm this fight to, a lot. Uh, this is uh, this one has a lot of different <clears throat> storylines in different ways. Like Darren Till's big jump up in competition. See where Cerrone is coming off two losses this year, um, like a brutal knockout in a war with uh, with Lawler. Just to kind of see like what where he's headed going forward, uh, be at the end of this year or next year. Uh, yeah, like this like and this is a, a good one for Till too because this is a fight that he can lose and hang his head high because it's, it's Donald motherfucking Cerrone. Right, right. It's um. It's it's just a fight for it's a bit like you said it's a huge test for Darren Till, it's a good fight for Cerrone. I mean Till's tough as fucking nails. Yeah, so, I mean his he's undefeated still, right? He has yeah, he's fifteen zero and one one draw. Yeah, so I mean I mean he might not necessarily have like that name fight right now, but I mean all these guys have that kind of fight. I mean, we were just talking about Conor McGregor. I mean, who, Conor really didn't fight anybody. The biggest name would have been Dennis Seaver. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, this could be the fight that skyrockets Darren Till. He gets a big win here. Who knows? Like, it's you take him when you can get them, and the cream always rises to the top. And I'm excited to see uh, to see this fight, to see what uh, Darren Till can do against um, a guy in Don Zeroni who's proven to be a top five in 
not, not just welterweight, but also in the lightweight division, like yeah. fighting for the title numerous times in multiple organizations. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very excited <clears throat> for this fight. I, I think Darren Till is a really tough young prospect, and it, it's a huge jump in competition for him. I like to see what the kid's made of. I think he's tough, yeah. and I think he's got a lot of potential. Yeah, I just hope it's not uh, an embarrassing, like, the jump was too much for him. I really hope that he's able to really show what he can do, and if he loses, you know, maybe it's like a third-round submission or decision loss. I hope he doesn't get, like, caught early on and finished really fast in the fight because that would be really disappointing, uh, yeah. especially what, what he's done in his last couple of fights. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, like you said, though, I don't think a loss – in this position hurts him at all. You're unranked going against the number six guy in the world. Yeah. So, I mean, he's the, he's, I mean, he might not be as brash as like your Chael Sonnen's and your Conor McGregor's and those kind of guys, but he's smart. Cause he's starting to realize that you don't have to be like Tony Ferguson. I think he really screwed himself there in, in the, in the post fight interview when he was dropping bombs left, right and center. I mean, this guy, the, Darren Till's smart. He comes out and he just talks about, you know, give me the next guy. Call calls up the guys the right way to do it, so that he can be promoted the right way. You gotta cut a promo, bro. Yeah, you, know, you gotta cut a promo, but you got But sometimes you gotta keep it just a little cleaner, so that they can actually use it. Oh no, I was I was being sarcastic. I wasn't actually disagreeing oh, sorry. with you. I was I was just oh, no. being yeah, sarcastic I, uh, towards Tony. Oh yeah, go always see like because they the, uh, just to go off off uh, off on a tangent for a second. I didn't really think anything of it. I, mean, I saw that when, when he was still Connor, fuck this, Connor, fuck that, and all that kind of stuff. I was like, okay, cool, let's pipe up the fight. But then I was listening to uh, to Brendan Shaw talking about it afterwards. He's like, you can't do that. You have to, like, Connor Gregor might say, you know, the, the, the king is back, or the fuck, uh, surprise, surprise, the fucking king is whatever. Drop one bomb and that's it. When you're dropping all these things, like, you can't promote yourself because they can't use anything in promos. They can't use anything in commercials and like that. So a guy like Darren Till to come out and do it the way that he did it, doing it smart like that, like this is a way to kind of like get yourself up there, call it a top fighter, and they can help promote you because they can use what you've said uh, in the in the uh, in the commercials and that kind of stuff. <clears throat> uh, who do you got in the fight? And I, I like that point actually a lot. That makes a lot of sense. Um. I'm going to take Cerrone just because I do think that he just has that experience advantage. Um, God, I, it's a five rounder. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's going to go the distance. I think he'll probably get a, probably maybe like a fourth round stoppage. Um, probably maybe a submission. Um, yeah, I just don't know if uh, if he if he can get it into the, the kind of the later rounds. I think he has the the advantage, but I mean, I am going to take Cerrone in this one. Yeah, I'm taking Cerrone just for the experience factor alone. Till's never been five, so. But again, this is like, and I've said this a lot lately, especially when it comes up to these um, young guys or new new blood into the UFC. If I'm wrong on this fight. I will not be upset. Like I, this, no. like, this, is, like, this is the kind of fight where if Cerrone wins, I'll be so happy for Cerrone to have righted the ship a little bit. But if Darren Till wins, 
then like awesome. Now we have another name that we can talk about in an already stacked division. I would really like to see Darren Till win. I'd like to see him continue this this rise that he's going on, but I just I mean I don't think he's been in the fights that Cowboy has. And maybe that's gonna be what's gonna hurt Cowboy is the the, the number of that's fights true, that he's been it's, and I mean, and the big thing, I mean, the, uh, if I'm UFC, I'm kind of hoping that Darren Till can do it because, you know, Ross Pearson's just about gone. Michael Bisping, who knows what, how many fights he really does have left. You, you have, here you have this young English kid that you can really utilize when you go overseas to England and, and to Scotland, to Ireland and, and, and Wales, if they ever do a card there. This is something they need that new young fresh blood from uh, from England to help promote the to help promote the company over there. I mean this is a this is a big chance for them to have that star. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that 100%. They need another English star um to take up that mantle because like you said Bisbing's on his way out. Uh, once he beats GSP, he's probably going to retire. <laughs> Get that fat check, leave with the crown. Bye-bye. Yeah, and I, and I mean, really, there's there's no one else aside from the like Ross Pearson had that chance, but we've seen where he's been lately. So yeah, Ross never got to capitalize on it, and I mean, um, Dan Hardy had an yeah. opportunity. Yeah. I think if if he hadn't lost so much time off his career, yeah, I mean, and even uh, Terry Adam. Was uh was looking really good before Baboza killed him. Yeah, murdered him. <laughs> um, you know, but you got guys like Mark Casey and even though he's just coming off a loss, and but but I mean, like they, they, this, but this that is the thing that they need these younger these younger talents from other countries, and this is it. Sure. And I mean, I think Darren Till going into this fight or when the fight was announced, he said like. I want to win this, and I want my next one. I want a main event, London or Manchester or, or you know somewhere. And he he had pointed out that he wants to get there and well, he I wants think, to do that card. So I think they could have had they could have had opportunity if um, I don't know if Patty Pimblett hadn't gotten exposed, uh, you know, and who knows if he he can 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 get back on the right track, you know, as he gets a little bit older, he's still really young, but. Had he continued as the champion and not had those two bad performances after he started getting some notoriety, <clears throat> he would have probably been on the fast track to the UFC. Right, yeah. Because, I mean, he's he's huge in, in Liverpool and London and stuff like that was, is, um, you know, and they, they kind of missed out and they missed the boat on some of the other Irish stars that they could have had. Um, you know, yeah, Bellator did the smart thing, jumping up on all over those guys. For and then sure, getting Snake Kavanaugh, uh, getting... setting up uh, like those um, the Bamator, the, yeah, the Bam- the Bama events and all that stuff. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, like well, snagging James Gallagher, you know that that was smart as hell on Bell- on Bellator's part. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, obviously UFC has the biggest one, but I mean. Like we were just talking about earlier, like when are we going to see Connor? Like it's been a year since we've seen Connor in the UFC, and just because Tony's interim, there's no rumblings about the negotiations. There, I mean, well, Ferguson, um, Habib was already talk, call, saying that 
uh, Connor should go fight Diaz so that Habib could fight Tony. Like, yeah, like, but they're trying a, like, to set up Habib and Barboza, so. Yeah, but I mean, like, Habib was calling out all these guys because. Oh, I know, I saw like, it. Even though, like, Connor's champion, like, who, like, well, there's never even a unification belt yet for him anywhere. Here's, like, they, here's the thing, like, the biggest thing, really, is that they don't have any big name Irish stars to headline the smaller cards in Ireland, the non pay per view cards. Right. Um, you know, they got Joe Duffy back. Which Joe, that, yeah, which helps Duffy, even like a, a Neil Siri there for a while, but he just never yeah, could but I really mean, jump up that that next echelon that he needed to. Right, but and that's where that's where Bellator has it is they've got Reese McKee and James Gallagher and stuff like that. Like they can the last two cards that they did over there in in Dublin and Belfast or whatever, you know, uh, Gallagher and, and McKee were on the the not main event card, the co-mains and, and the third spot. And one of them was headlined by King Mo. And after Gallagher's fight, everybody left. Right. And I was going to say, like, you, we've seen the Irish. It doesn't matter if it's Conor McGregor. No. It's it's Joe Duffy. They will still swarm to see that. But they, they, they will sure. do that. You just have to. It's just a matter of, of getting that guy and setting up a fight for him. Yeah, but anyway, back to the fights themselves. Uh, in the co-main event, Karolina Kovacevich is taking on Jody Esquibel. Esquibel. Um, Carolina ranked number three. Uh, this is her last fight was that submission loss, right? Yeah. Um, to uh, uh, Andrade. Um... Claudia. Uh, who did that? Um, wasn't, it, wasn't it Claudia? Claudia, that's it. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, Carolina has not fought since uh, June. USC 212 losing to Claudia Cadelia by first round submission. She's now on a two fight losing streak, uh, losing to Joanna before that. So Carolina looking to rebound. Uh, Jody is going to be having her first fight in the UFC, <clears throat> coming in six and two. Uh, God, that's a scary, scary place to be going. And it's to Poland to fight Carolina Kovacevic. Yeah, <clears throat> she fights out of Albuquerque. Um, let's see, she's got. Pro since 2011. Her only losses are to Alexa Grasso and Alex Chambers. She has a 4-2 and two in Victor record with wins over Deanna Bennett and Jin uh, Yu uh, Free. Uh, one first-round finish, one win by KO, and then was a pro boxer before that. So she's got decent hands, but I wouldn't really be trying to throw hands with Carolina. No, I mean, the only person really that's been... That oak plaster on her feet was Joanna, that was really. Joanna, for sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that, and then that doesn't say much because Joanna outstrikes a lot of people, men and women in the UFC. Everybody. So, but I mean, this is this is the <clears throat> the conversation that we've had a lot. It seems when it comes to people that like, um, like the Joannas and the Mighty Mouses and that. Uh, this is like that next tier. Like if that champion wasn't there, this is the possible champion. Yeah. 
and that's it. And so it's like this is just another chance to really showcase what she can do and hone in her skills so that maybe if Ioana leaves the division or gives up the title, she has a fighting chance of being in that top position to get the title shot against whoever. Yeah, I mean, if if there wasn't Ioana, it would be her or Claudia, probably Claudia, but, you know, those two would battle back and forth for the title. But Or Jessica. Or Jessica, yeah. But, yeah, no, it's uh, there's... um. I don't. I I think it's going to be a striking clinic for uh, for Carolina. Yeah, I got Carolina. I, probably. I don't know if she'll finish her, but uh, she'll definitely let her up. I think for for the majority of the fight, uh, I'll be shocked if she this one. I'm gonna pick her by second round stoppage. Fuck it. Yeah. Let's roll the dice. Uh, third fight. No, second fight of the main card. Uh, Jan Blahovich is taking on Devin Clark. Um, Blovich from Poland, uh, Devin Clark mm, coming off two wins uh, over Joshua Stansberry back at the Ultimate Fighter finale last December, and most recently April at Ultimate Fight uh, or UFC Fight Night, Demetrius Johnson and Wilson Hayes. <coughs> he picked up a win over Jake Collier by decision. Blahovich is coming off of a loss. Yeah, to Pat Cummins. Pat Cummins. Yeah, that yeah. fight with Pat Cummins, and then that fight with Gustafson where he lost by decision. So it's been a little bit of a rough go for Blahovich. And he was the kind of like on the track too. It was like coming up a little bit, and then he just yeah. kind of like he derailed, just hit, hit, uh, hit the rail. Yeah, Gus derailed him. I think he rebounds against Devin Clark. Yeah, I think the uh, <clears throat> the hometown or the home country backing him will help give him that little edge uh, in this fight. I hope so for his sake. I absolutely yeah. hope so for his sake. Yeah, because this is kind of the one where if you lose this one now, it's looking at three straight losses. Potentially, like, this could be it. I mean, nowadays going to Bellator is not the worst thing, but, um... I mean... It's not. It's not UFC still, and I don't know. I mean, the only thing I think that saves him is that UFC does need as many light heavyweights as they can get. Yeah, that's what's going to be a so, saving grace is how thin that division is, for sure. Um, but I, yeah, I got I got Jan Blachowicz making the rebound. Yeah, I, I'll take I'll, I'll take him. By, I'll take him to win. I'll go third on stoppage. Okay. Uh, opening the card. <clears throat> Um, Oscar Pichota is making his debut. He is from Poland. Uh, he'll be taking on Jonathan Wilson, who is on a two-fight losing streak, losing to uh, Kutaliba and Henry De- Henrique de Silva. Ouch. Oof. Ouch. Yeah. His only win over Chris Dempsey. Yeah. Gotta beat somebody. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know. Fifty <laughs> fifty. Yeah, this is the tough ones. Like the guy who's really he's got some iffy losses on his resume against a guy coming in for his first fight. I'll take the nine and zero Polish guy. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll ride with the guy in his first fight. 
Yep. First big UFC fight. First UFC fight. You're in your home country. You want to make a big mark? Go for it. Get yep. get the win. I'll I'll take him. <clears throat> I'll take him. So that's the main card. Uh, the prelims. You got Marcin held in action. You have also got Anthony Hamilton. Uh, you know, this is okay. We talked about this earlier this week, me and you. Anthony Hamilton just got absolutely destroyed in his last fight, and it was like the third or fourth straight ugly TK uh, knockout loss. And and that was like the Branch Rockhold fight. So that was like September. Yeah. And he walked and he said, "I'm done. I'm retired." And this is why like, I messaged you, and like you would said, you know, the retirement, they all come back. But like, I, what this guy does, like, the, I don't know how. One, he comes back from retirement this fast, and two, how the UFC just lets him come right back in after the knockouts that he's been taking. Yeah, he when is. they gave when they forced Don Cerrone to take six months off, and this guy gets six weeks off, it's like right. Ugh. Oh shit, that's right. It was Anthony Hamilton that got in that nasty ass Kimura that I was talking about with with Rafael. Yeah, with the his arm off. Yeah. yeah, I forgot it was Anthony Hamilton. But yeah, I'm looking at that, that yeah. was the best outcome for him after what Gon's been doing with his fist lately. Right. Yeah, getting knocked out by Marcel Fortuna and Daniel Spitz. That was a light heavyweight Fortuna too that knocked him out. Yeah. Oof. Like, why come back? Like, I don't know why the UFC gives this guy like. Maybe he gets the win here, but what do you do with him next? Like he's just gonna keep getting hurt. He's thirty six, thirty seven years old. He's he's not young. He's had so much damage and a lot lately. Like this just seems like a like a terrible, terrible fight to to put together. Hopefully, for his sake, he gets submitted and he'll be okay. Yeah, and walk away again. Uh, Damian Stasak is taking on Brian Boom Kelleher. Kind of like Kelleher, he's a brave motherfucker. I bet you he, if he wins, he talks a bunch of shit to the Polish like he did. To, to, to the Brazilians? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, I still, I know we've talked about this a thousand times over, but I thought he was going to get murdered. <laughs> oh, I said it. I was yelling it at my TV. I'm like, stop it, bro. You're going to get killed. Like, if they're willing to try and, like, like what's his, uh, Matt Brown get gets punched on his way to fight Maya and this right. guy's killing people. Oh God. Right. Uh Sam Elvey is back in action. Excited to see Sam. <clears throat> we always ride with Sam now, right? No matter what. Yeah, now now that I actually found out the guy is a really nice guy and it's not a whole facade like I thought for the longest time. He I took back what I said, okay? I don't I don't pretend I thought it was so funny you always hated me for picking him to win that now now you're on the team smiling. He won me over, bro. He won me over. What can I say? What can I say? The dude won me over. He is a genuinely nice guy. Yeah. Shout outs to he Kyle for that once again. When you hear him talk, you would not think he's an MMA fighter. No, he's just such a nice dude. Like, you normally these guys are just coming in there. They're being brash and gruff, and he comes out. And he's just happy, just loving life, and... Yeah. It's a breath of fresh air. I think, dude, I think the fight I'm most excited about, maybe, almost, well, no, maybe not the entire card, but just definitely on the prelims, though, is Lobov and Feely. That's going to be yeah, a fun I'm fight. Yeah, this one's not on the main card. I am, too. The prelims, kind of, but. Weird. Weird spot on the prelims, too, like, early. Yeah, it's not like, uh, yeah, like. 
you got a guy that people know because of Connor. You have Touchy Feely, who's had a lot of like, great performances. They had a little bit of beef going back and forth. And I just found out today when I was like going over the card uh, that it was on this card. Because I didn't hear, I didn't hear even hear anything about it going forward. You really the haven't cut. heard much about it. I realized it was on this card the other like a couple of days ago, I think. But yeah, this is the kind of fight that would be like a pay per views, like a co-main or main event in the prelims leading into the pay per view spot. That's where that kind of, this kind of fight should be. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I think it's a really weird spot for it, but we shall see. Yeah, maybe they're maybe UFC is going to plan something and switch it up last minute, but we will find out. Uh, rounding out the card, Wally Alvarez in action. Lena Landsberg's taking on Aspen Ladd, and Josh Emmett is taking on Felipe Arantes. Pretty decent looking card. Uh, I ain't got shit to do. I got fight pass, so I ain't doing shit. I might have to watch. The fights on my iPad while the Michigan State game is on the TV, but you know, sacrifices we make. Is Michigan State playing this week? <clears throat> you know, I don't remember off the top of my head, Ryan. I haven't even really thought about it until today. That they were, and you know, the one thing that I really am upset about, also about not being able to record last week, was. Not being able to talk Michigan, Michigan State. Oh, I want you to know that I fully planned on opening the show with the Michigan State fight song last week. Because fully, I like I don't like Michigan State. I don't like Michigan. Like I, I just I mean they just never both teams. I think growing up in Windsor it was always shoved down my throat, and I had no connections to them. So to me, it was just a whatever kind of thing. But whenever Michigan and Michigan State play, I always bleed green. Cannot stand blue. So I was so happy watching that game. We play Indiana. I thought we played Rutgers for some reason, but we play Indiana. Indiana? Yep, Indiana. It's a tough game. They just took Michigan to overtime, and Michigan's a powerhouse, so it's, it's going to be the big L for MSU. I say that with full sarcasm because Michigan's in a steamroll them and embarrass Michigan a second time in three weeks. <laughs> I hope we beat them badly, but... You know, uh, our defense looks good most of the time until <laughs> they like to let scary shit happen at the end of the game. <laughs> I, I've been seeing a lot of Michigan State for some reason on TV this year. I don't yeah. know why. We've been, uh, prime t- we've been in a lot of primetime spots. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, the the only time I think they ever looked really bad was the uh, was Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. They that looked the they looked like shit. And Notre Dame really wasn't. They weren't really clicking on all cylinders going into no. that game. Either. So it was kind of a shock when the, the when it was the first or second drive that, that Notre Dame had is march it down the field. First, first and, and drive, first drive they drove it down and scored. Uh, second, and then Michigan took the pick. Yeah, seven second drive or our drive we were moving the ball pretty decent, and then Lewerke threw that pick on that that jump right. route and went back for uh, a touchdown. Yeah, we shot was- ourselves in the foot a bunch of times, and their their offense capitalized on our stupid mistakes. There's a lot of defensive state shouldn't have had in that game, but there's that. There was the turnovers, you know, just dumb shit. But they bounced back. They did what they had to do to take care of business against Michigan. Fuck you, fourteen ten, <laughs> bitch. And I think yesterday was the anniversary of the, uh, the failed punt. Yesterday or two to- days ago? Today. 
Today's the anniversary. Today. Um, oh, better. Did I ever, have I ever told you the the glorious story about that game? Is that the one where you were going to the movie premiere? Yes. <laughs> I love that story so much. I got to tell Hank. We got to talk about that today. I was like, Hanky, because he had posted something about the movie, and I was like, you know what? Oh, else? that's great. Yes, you mad bro. Yeah. I was like, you know I what else that. today is the anniversary of? <laughs> when I got to tell you that your team lost right before the movie. Oh, God, that's so good. I love that. He was so cocky. He walked in the movie, like, strutting in. And he's like, because we, we recorded a podcast that morning, like, or that day um, before the movie. And he was talking all kinds of shit, just talking mad shit about that game. And when, you know, before we, we punted the ball to them, and I was like, fuck, all right, game's over. Shut my TV off. I got ready to jump to my truck, and I'm driving to the movie. I turned the radio on, and it was like, second down or whatever and then we shut him down obviously pulled into the parking lot of the movie we blocked the punt we score i go inside hank hasn't come in yet i wait for him out in the lobby he left the bar wherever he was before the game got over and had no idea and walked in super cocky and I got to that's shut uh that in, in, that picture of that kid from Michigan. Yeah, that guy grabbing his head. It's my favorite. Holding his head. I, I, I still smile every time I see that. It is my favorite. <clears throat> I love that. Love that shit. You know, whatever. Uh, let's get into a little news. Sounds um, good. Good news for me. Today it was announced that Michelle Waterson and Tisha Torres has been added to UFC 218. Good news for me, if Tisha Torres' girlfriend's in, in the audience, uh, Jeff has promised to kidnap her for me for another Christmas present. Not now. You just told everybody. <laughs> fucking, I, I, if she comes up missing, I had nothing to fucking do with it. <laughs> Ryan Dempsey, Kitchener, Ontario. Find him. Exactly, Kitchener. How am I going to be in Detroit and Kitchener at the same time? It's yeah. It's not that far <laughs> over the border. When you have a passport, it is, or when you don't have a passport, it is rather. There's ways in. I had to. I have to swim in the Detroit River to get there. That's fine. You'll be okay. It's winter time. Yeah, it freezes over slightly. Yeah. They, they, nah, with oh, all the shit in there, it's never gonna freeze. I just saw that sludge. You probably just walk on the water regularly. <laughs> so yeah, this is a great I, fight. Yeah. Super, <laughs> super excited. For this yeah. fucking fight. Yeah, and this is the big one that has a <clears throat> a lot of title implications going forward. Definitely. Uh latest rankings have Waterson at six and Torres at five. So UFC two eighteen takes place at Little Caesars Arena on Saturday, December second. So, uh, where's Rose and uh, who's the other uh, the other two with uh behind Ioana in the in the top <clears throat> let me oh god damn. Closed out. Hold on. Oh, it would be Strawberry, right? So it would probably be uh, Carolina, Andrade, and Claudia. Yeah, Rose dropped. And when Andrade beat Claudia, Rose dropped down. And Andrade okay, so that, that was the top six. Yeah, so okay. I, I closed out my UFC window before. I didn't think we hadn't had anything major happen. So I, I was going to say, for some reason, I had like a little brain fart on the division, but yeah. Damn you, Dempsey. Damn ya. I'm so. So stoked for that JJ Rose fight. 
I am in a way. I'm sad for Rose. I don't want to see her get beaten up. I love her. Um. Uh. So yeah, at UFC 216, the Nick Lentz and Will Brooks fight got canceled, and it's now being reported that it's going to be rescheduled <laughs> for UFC Sydney. Uh, in November. So that's cool. Uh, that's uh, Fabricio Verdum and Marcin Tibera. Did we get into that that news beat with uh, Mark Hunt and all that, or was that last no, week? No, that was last week. We didn't get into it. So, um, what was your whole thing on that? On that whole Mark Hunt getting pulled and then Verdun <sighs> and I'm not hurt. What's going on? So, no if I'm the UFC, I mean. I definitely, if any fighter potentially has brain damage, I take the precaution of getting them off. But especially if said fighter already had a lawsuit against me. Yeah. I'm not going to let him fight with possible brain damage. Right. Okay. That's basically where I was going to. So I got, like, I think that coming out and saying all that stuff, like I have slurred speech, I have bad memory, I have headaches and all that stuff. Like a lot of fighters might, think that but i don't know if mark hunt's trying to be like the forefront of like we got to be protective of ourselves or like or if he was just being candid in an interview i don't know i don't know either but it wasn't very but smart it definitely it definitely is going to shoot him in the foot because it's going to be hard for him going forward to get to get uh, a commission to let him fight right. or if he does get allowed to fight ufc we'll just walk in there and say hey look what this guy said you want him to die in your state? Like well, he, the UFC will do what they can to keep him down. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what I said. They would do it for any fighter, but especially a fighter that's suing them. But, but remember that whole shit with Kane? When Kane was talking all that bullshit in an interview about being injured or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then he got pulled. I forgot all about that, yeah. Don't say dumb shit in interviews. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, you look at a guy like Kevin Lee. Who shouldn't have fought? Kept his mouth shut. Tried to get that belt, and then came forward with it all. Well, that's funny that you mentioned that because um, Kevin Lee is uh, <laughs> in a little bit of trouble because he failed to disclose on his pre-fight questionnaire that he had staph infection. So uh, staph isn't something you really want to mess around with. Exactly. Um, he said he admitted on the MMA hour that he did, um, admitted to doing his best to make sure the commission didn't notice the clear signs of the staff, including the large abscess on his chest, which Lee covered up with makeup for the weigh-ins. It meant, uh, it meant to that he didn't disclose the infection of his pre-fight medicals as reported and uh bloody elbow has a picture of his medical where it asks, do you have any serious medical illness, diseases, condition, or allergies of any kind? No. Have you had any broken bones, uh, injuries to a shoulder, injury to your knees and ankles? Do you have any lacerations or cuts that require sutures or glue in the last three months? Uh, so, yeah, so yeah, he just didn't dis- disclose the disease and condition and probably maybe the laceration. but So... Um, 
It's uh, the article says it's obviously it's worth noting that Lee filled out the above uh, form under penalty of perjury, and that improperly filled out pre-fight questionnaires are often one of the easiest ways the commissions have of imposing post-fight sanctions against athletes. However, Nevada State Athletic Commission Director Bob Bennett went on record Sunday after the event saying that he stood by the NSA's decisions to let Lee fight. My lead ringside physician found Lee medically fit to fight. He was examined by our lead ringside physician along with another ringside physician, but both felt he was medically fit to fight. Those pre-fight examinations were made with Lee attempting to hide his illness, but given that the statement from Bennett was made after Lee's infection was made public, it seems like it may not be a matter they're interested in pursuing. So, he might get lucky here. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like there's been a lot of times where guys have come out and said that they fought with this or fought with that, and it, like I, I feel like this is just the one of those random times with making a big deal of it, like... <laughs> Well, didn't Luke, didn't Luke Rockhold come out and say after a fight that he had something and it's one thing, it's one thing not to disclose that you got, you're fighting with a torn fucking ACL or some shit like that, maybe, but a, yeah, I guess like, I mean, staff infection, infection like disease, that shit, like, yeah. like, dude, I got, yeah, that's, that's... <clears throat> I got ringworm my fucking senior year of wrestling. Because somebody else had it and somehow snuck in and got, you know, got cleared by the ref. And I ended up with a fucking, I had a dime-sized ringworm on my forehead. And then a half-moon one right underneath it. I missed two or three weeks of my season. Jesus. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It was fucking awesome. Awesome. I, yeah, it's. It, I, mean, I think the hard thing is it was is like that, two weeks, but I mean, even if even if I, and I do agree that like anything that's like an infectious disease that or that that can cause like serious uh, problems, I feel like if like if they're gonna let someone slide by with one thing and then punish someone else, it's just I don't know. To me, it's just hard to say it's okay to to lie about one thing and not lie about the other. Right. I feel like I feel like they just need to have the precedent of, you know what, like this is the thing you, you we find out that you lie about it. There's a fine, there's a suspension, whatever it is. They have something set up and then escalate it if it's like a multiple offense thing, kind of like Usada with the drug testing idea. But I feel like it's hard to say like if some guy fought with a broken this or a torn that it still is damaging to him because if he can't defend himself and he gets knocked out badly or something like that, it's, I don't know. I, I just, <clears throat> I, I agree with you that there is a big difference between in something that like a, like staff and something like a torn, torn shoulder. But at the same time, it's like anytime you're putting anyone in danger, including yourself, you should be held accountable. Yeah, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And while we're on the subject of staff infection, uh, Pat Cummings has announced that he's off UFC 217 with uh, his, quote, mutant staff infection. Um, Is it a teenage mutant staff infection? It's a pretty fucked up staff <laughs> infection. His foot looks gross, bro. Oh, you got the picture up right now? It's disgusting, yeah. Um, But... The UFC has not officially announced about canceled yet. And uh, Corey Anderson didn't have a really positive reaction. <laughs> when was that fight scheduled for? 
the UFC 217. Oh, okay. So he still got time, and this is what Corey said. Quote, how do you call it quit so far out from the fight? There's still three weeks till fight night. Uh, and I've had staff before. Cut that shit open, drain it, take your meds, take a couple days rest to elevate the leg, and you'll be good by Saturday. You called me out in 2014, and I've been waiting for our time to come ever since. There's still plenty of time to the dance. I got my best outfit, my family tickets, and my friends are all looking forward to it. I hope to see you on the floor. I want to believe that if Pat Cummins can't make it, though, with three weeks, they can do something to save it. I want to. I, oh, for sure. I just think Corey really wants that fight. That's yeah, definitely. But by the sounds of it, like wanting to get that, uh, just get it all said and done with. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we'll see what happens. It's developing. It's like we said. Nobody, uh, nobody from the UFC has officially called the fight off yet. So we shall see. And like we said, they're still three weeks away. Right. <laughs> so. We've got a couple more stories for you. Uh, despite his appearance at this coming Saturday's fight night in Poland, Donald Cerrone has said he's penciled in for UFC 219 in December. Uh, but yeah, he said, uh, he said he's already has a second fight penciled in for 219. He told Luke Thomas the other day that, uh, he doesn't have an opponent yet as UFC can't officially announce him on the foot of card until his bout with Till is complete. Um, but they said it's just on ice, but it's coming. Uh, Joe Schilling says he knows who he's fighting, but he feels like he might have just let the cat on the bag. Uh, it's going to be a good fight. It's an exciting matchup for sure. I think a lot of people will be excited about it. Um, so I don't know, man. Who could it be? Who could it be? Who do you want it to be? I don't know. If he loses, I don't know if I want to see him fight again. Yeah, I mean, and we went over this before, you know, having that, that two losses in a row after some wars and all that. Like, what does, like, depending on how the fight this weekend goes, I mean, what do you, what do you really set him up with? But I don't know. And I'm sure that if he can't make the 219 card, I mean, UFC's always done a great job stacking those end-of-the-year cards. So I'm sure they can find another name that they can slip in there. I'm sure we'll know by Saturday night or maybe shortly after. Yeah, um, some of it jumping in the octagon for sure. It's yeah. facing off. Right. So after getting his release for asking for a ridiculous amount of money, Ian McCall is moving up to 135 and entered into Ryzen's Grand Prix as a wild card. Uh, he asked for like, what did he ask for? Like a hundred thousand dollars or some shit like that. I think that was. <clears throat> I think that was very smart on his part, though. Yeah, because he knew. Because I mean, it's no surprise he wasn't going to get that kind of money. So and UFC couldn't put him in fights because his like he's having those conditions. He's constantly hurt. Just demand something outrageous. UFC is going to walk away. So you know what? Just peace out. And this is the best thing for him because now he can take those special backdoor supplements there to help fix any injuries he might have and collect on some paydays and all that kind of stuff over there. So I mean, 
it's uh, I liked Uncle Creepy. I'm sad to see him uh, to leave the UFC, but at the same time, like, I I always say, like I want to see the fighters get what they deserve, um, money wise. And this is if this is what he has to do to collect, good on him. Yeah, he's so he's going to be in the uh, Ryzen 2017 Bantamweight World Grand Prix. Uh, this will take place on December 29th and December 31st, like they did last why year. Why can't they do? Why can't they do like the old Pride, just open weight? Just get like these they did last did. year. Did they do? An, was it open weight last year? Uh, I don't know if it was open or heavyweight. Maybe it was just op- Maybe it was just heavyweight. But they did. Yeah, I think. Okay, I guess it was a heavyweight grand prix. I thought maybe it was open weight, but just unlimited heavyweight. I, w- I want to see like some of these like those Mirko, old school guys. Because won it last year. Oh, that's right. He beat. Uh, not was it King Mo? No, it was or that King Turkish, Mo. That Turkish guy. King Mo was supposed to fight, and he pulled out. And he pulled out. Right. Then, okay. That, yeah, that's right. I um. That now. And he was it. Vanderlei was like an, an Iranian kid. It might have been an Iranian guy. He trains at AKA Thailand. That's all I remember. I think he was like a. And he just like steamrolled the steamrolled a couple guys, right? Yeah, and then got his ass kicked by right by Mirko. By Mirko. A tournament was fun. I watched that shit. I was on Joe Schilling. Or Joe I want to see some of these open weights, man. man. Like I want to see open weight tournaments. I want to see bantam weights against heavyweights. I don't think you can do that <laughs> shit anymore, man. It's Japan. You can do anything you want. It's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was last year's Grand Prix was when Joe Schilling was talking about a prostitute coming to his room. Oh, that's right. In the, uh, the, he was doing the commentary? Yeah. Yes, and that's. I didn't right. realize the mic was live, and he was talking about like girls getting sent to his room. Some fucking crazy ass <laughs> shit. So, was that when Gabby Garcia fought the grandmother? The wrestler, was, yeah, yeah. It was that was that same tournament, yeah, that same event. Yeah, that was when Heath Herring came back too. That's right. His first fight since the Lesnar fight. Nope, didn't go well. Nope, didn't go well. Uh, last story of the night, mm, quick one. Uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu champion Garrett Tonin is making the move to MMA and signs with one fighting championship. Um, it was mentioned that Tonin was uh, planning to make a move back to, or to MMA back in 2015, but he uh, just slowly worked his way into it and continued. Just doing no gi competitions. He's a multi-time IBJJF no gi and Pan American champion, a multi-time EBI champion, and recently placed first at the ADCCs. Uh, he said he's thrilled to finally announce my arrival in one championship. Uh, it's the natural evolution of my career as a grappler. I have cheesed all that I can. I set out to do in the world of jiu-jitsu, and now I'm ready to take on a new challenge. I'm excited to begin my one championship career and I'm proud to show my showcase my skills on one of the biggest global stages of the competition. No date has been announced. Um, let's see. Like I said, I think he wanted to just trying to get into, he wants to fight Dylan Dennis, but, Dylan you were going to say, yeah, you were talking about that before. 
Uh, yeah, no date for Tonin yet. But he's got he's defeated some guys though, man. I mean, like Gilbert Burns, Helen hey, Gracie, no joke. Vinny. He beat Vinny Magales, weighing 170 pounds. Vinny's fat ass was like 200 and something. I was gonna say Vinny was fighting around like light heavyweight in the UFC. So that's him cutting weight, so you can imagine his. It was 205. Walking. It was definitely a 205 because Gary fought yeah. up. It was supposed to be Gordon Ryan. Gordon Ryan was supposed to fight. Or was supposed to fight. Was supposed to compete at the 205 uh, EBI, so Gordon could get the right. 185 and be the 205 champion, and then Gary had 155, the absolute, and uh, 170. But Gordon got his eyebrow split open the week of the competition training with somebody. They tried to do a flying armbar and need him in the eye. And uh, so Gary stepped in to compete, weighing like 170 pounds, and tapped out pretty much everybody. But, well, I think he eventually did tap out. No, they, they went to decision. They had to go. To, they had to go through overtime. I thought maybe he tapped him in OT, but he he beat freaking Vinny Magalhaes, and Vinny outweighed him by a lot. Yeah, Gary's a monster. It's all about how good a striking is. It's all about how good a striking can be. I'm sure he's probably going to end up training. I would think it, uh, Sarah Longo. Maybe he ends up with Mark Henry. He is new. He is in New Jersey, but I mean, he's a Henzo Gracie black belt. So I'm not sure. But he's under Hakata uh, Hameda and Tom DeBlas, and part of the Danaher Death Squad. And that's it. That's news for the week, man. We did it. Episode eighty-five. We really did it, Ryan. Ocho Cinco. You motherfucker. You... I think I'm climbing up almost. I think my 50th episode's coming up. Yeah, that's for you to take, uh, for you to keep track of. Because I think I was, I came in, actually, it maybe like, I think it was somewhere between like 34, 36, so like right around this time. So I'm uh, right around my 50th right now. Yeah, I think your first episode you were on was like 33. Yeah, yeah, I was around like the mid thirties. So then you came on a couple weeks later permanently. So, right. Yay! We'll talk about that tomorrow yeah. too. We'll talk about all the shits. All the know, yeah, shits. The average Joe has had a very eventful second year. Yeah, you know we really did, and uh, and yeah, we'll we'll get into all that. We laughed. We cried. Then we laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> the divorce. <laughs> Average Joe's the divorce. That's that's what I refer to it as now. Yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> the divorce. I got I got to keep you. You were the kid. <laughs> I was the kid. <laughs> I got custody. I got custody of the kid in the show. Oh, <laughs> uh, I just want to say also a, a quick. I mean, I. I I don't want to necessarily rag on it because we've beaten the horse to death numerous times over, but Raphael going off on Dave doing uh, Muay Thai. I w- cannot listen to you guys talk together when I'm walking my dog in public because I was laughing so hard <laughs> listening to him talk about that. I was like, 
All I could think of it was like that, like the that line in uh, uh, oh, uh, was that the Tupac song when he, when he comes back at Biggie for who shot me, who shot you? Oh, um, um, hit him up, hit him up. Yeah, when he's talking about at the very end, I was like, don't one y'all got sickle cell or something? All I could know was Raphael, and he's like, he's got brittle bones, man. That's all I could think of. Oh, my God, Raphael killed me when he was talking. He was like, he's going to go out there and his bones all smashed up. And I know guys that do jujitsu and can't walk the next day. This guy's going to Yeah, he cracked, he cracked me up, man. Oh, fuck, Raphael killed me the other night listening to that. Oh, I love that dude. Oh. No, it'll be fun, man. We'll get a little retrospective on, you know, I mean, for the last two years of everything. And, uh, you know, in the last year, obviously, um, Tony will be back. We haven't talked to Tony in a little while. Yeah, it's been a while. Tony gets to look at you in your face. Look at look at me in my eyeballs. <laughs> I'm like a mini Jeff right now. You know, like small know. beard, like it's hair. Nice. It's nice. It's like We're like Schwarzenegger and DeVito and twins. <laughs> <laughs> it's like because I can see myself down here, and I just feel like I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah. it's wonderful. I'm beautiful. Oh, it's good times. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> this show is so fucking out of control. Thank you to anyone that still listens to this jackassery for fuck's sake. We're we're a mess, but we love it. It's it's, it's a fun mess. It is a fun mess. I uh, I missed it last week, so yeah. Like I think I said earlier this week, you know, if I if we don't record one week, it honestly can it feels like it's been like months since we've since we've talked because I feel like we talk so often that when we don't have the chance to. Everything's kind of thrown out of whack in a weird way, you know. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to be back in the saddle, and it'll be fun to get to it tomorrow. Um, do some yeah, things. Definitely get to talk to some friends that we haven't talked to on the show in a while. It's gonna be a good time. We go to our phone numbers. Do we'll take uh, we'll take live calls from the listeners. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. But feel free to post your uh, post your questions uh, if you got any. Um, you know, post them on the show page. Yeah. Post them. Questions, comments, anything you want to know. Post them on the uh, on the when I post the show in the uh, Loaded Joes or in the MMA Freaks. Hopefully, we're picking up some new fans there. Welcome to anybody. Boom. Yeah. Episode eighty five is is a wrap. Ochocinco. Ochocinco. Hit me, hit me with those final thoughts, Ryan. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't really have too much. Just uh, missed last week, like we were saying. It's good to get back in action here and uh, this trend rolling again. Uh, just wanted to, yeah. I mean, I'm probably going to save a lot of my thoughts for tomorrow just because we're going to be going over so much. that if, sure. Anything that I want to say this week, being that it's our anniversary week, probably just hold on to that stuff. Uh, I just want to give a big thanks to... Uh, to my sister-in-law for uh, hooking me up with uh, with little Kobe here because you know we were we were planning on going a couple of years without uh, without a dog and when the opportunity came we said you know what, we'll take him in before he ends up in the pound and I got me a best friend again. Yeah, man, I'm happy for you. Shout out to Emily. He's no, he, he's, he's no Harry, but uh, he's he's Kobe. So I like Kobe. It's gonna be good. Yeah, we got ourselves a mascot. 
<laughs> yeah. Thanks, Emily. Shout out to you. You're the real MVP. <laughs> I meant that very nicely, Ryan. Stop it. I didn't say anything. You don't have to. You don't have to. I know. I know you. I know you. I can see what. I can look you in your eyes now. It's not like I ever put her on the podcast and said it's the guys that are trying to win your love or anything like that. Ever on a she on has, a, not a she has a she has a boyfriend. My heart, my, yeah, my heart is broken. <laughs> All right. So I know you want you wanted to come over for that things Canadian Thanksgiving and get some of that, uh, that did, stuff. But now it'll, now it'll just be awkward because I hit on your sister in law. Yeah. <laughs> now it's ruined. Now I can never come to dinner because it's awkward. Her boyfriend's gonna be mad. And he's gonna look at me funny, and it's just not gonna be fun. I'll have to do an American Thanksgiving and bring some fixins. Do it. Do it. You you are welcome at American Thanksgiving anytime. Just get your fucking passport. Yeah, I gotta get on that. <clears throat> yeah, been telling you that for over a year now. I know. <laughs> all right so uh yeah i just want to say thank you to everyone as always for listening it's always appreciated thanks to everyone that's been with us since episode one to episode 85 check back tomorrow for the two-year anniversary episode it's going to be a lot of fun and i'm gonna let this new wu-tang just take us up out of here ocho cinco ocho cinco for ryan dempsey i'm jeff shanahan thank you guys for listening to the average joe's mma show we'll talk to you tomorrow My team hard, making them lean hard. You see more riders lined up than you see at a theme park. My queen hot.